TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Good Monday morning, January 11th, 2021. ChairShot Radio right back at you. This is PC Tunney. Your endless entertainment experience, the eternal entity all up in your earballs. I am thrilled to be back, and it is, it is a phenomenal, if I may steal an adjective from one AJ Belaz and Styles, it is a phenomenal Monday morning, for six cities especially. I can tell you Los Angeles, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Baltimore, New Orleans, and especially the city of Cleveland are enjoying waking up this Monday morning. Good to be back here once again, ChairShot Radio, like I said. Hope you've been enjoying ChairShot Radio daily right here, thechairshot.com. Something for everybody. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. Always use your head. And speaking of using your head, why don't you head on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. Pick yourself up a ChairShot t-shirt. Get one for your friend. Get one for your friend's friend. Buy one for your neighbor and your neighbor's neighbor. Your neighbor's neighbor might even be your neighbor. So pick up a ChairShot t-shirt for yourself and your neighbor today all right now that we got that out of the way chair shot radio monday morning pc tunny thrilled to be back i'm gonna have a few things i want to go over with you today the main course is talking about those six wonderful cities that are thrilled to be going on to the next round of the nfl playoffs so we're gonna get into that i'm gonna talk about who's elite and what about them is elite that's helping their football teams advance in the playoffs and who's elite in the next round that we're gonna be facing okay so we're gonna check all that out in the nfl I'm briefly going to touch on WandaVision. That comes out this Friday. I am very excited for that on Disney+. And I'm going to leave you with brief thoughts on my own opinion on the storyline with Adam Pierce and on Adam Pierce in general. All right? We'll be right back with some NFL talk, folks. Don't go anywhere. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Sports, 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 sports. Thank you, Homer. That is the general direction in which we will be starting this show today. Once again, Chair Shot Radio, January 11th. Happy Monday morning to everybody. Hope you got your coffee or your orange juice, whatever you need, and you're making a great start to your day. Now, let's start off with what happened on Saturday. Buffalo Bills come out, win a game, a close game, right? Indianapolis is no pushover, though. I mean, think about the coach, very much experienced, was a coordinator on a Super Bowl winning team was a backup quarterback on a team that went to four Super Bowls, winning his own legendary playoff game in the comeback against the Oilers, Frank Reich. You got Phillip Rivers, quarterback. Long, long list of of victories and experience. Very, very high-quality quarterback. Good running game. A defense that can play well against the run, but not so much the pass, and that's kind of what happened. I mean, once Buffalo stopped trying to run the ball, 
well, they were able to throw the ball all over the place. I mean, you bring back a guy like Cole Beasley, that just gives Josh Allen another weapon. And speaking of weapons, Josh Allen, he can run the ball or he can throw the ball. He is doing a great job of delivering the football where and when it needs to be where and when it needs to be there. So shout out to Stefan Diggs, who's had an amazing year. To me, he's top five or six MVP uh, candidate this year. So good for them, good for the Buffalo Bills. They're moving on in a game that was a lot closer than people thought. Okay, the Los Angeles Rams, which is probably the second most surprising thing that happened this weekend. Uh, they come out and they just play well, despite losing Wolford right away to a neck injury. Goff comes in and just does enough to get this team to win. Their defense is excellent, and I'm going to talk about that shortly. The Rams taking out the Seattle Seahawks, and boy, talk about not playing elite. We all know Russell Wilson is one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. But 11 for 27 with an interception is not going to get it done in the playoffs. It's probably not going to get it done on most Sundays. Tampa Bay takes care of business against Washington. Washington puts up a solid fight. That's a team that's going to be very good for, for a bunch of years to come. They have a very good defense that's very young. Taylor Heineke actually showed us something too, slinging the ball all over the field. If you can solidify that offensive line and get yourself an actual running game, Washington does have a couple of good targets on offense in Terry McLaren and Logan Thomas. So we'll see what happens for the Washington football team next year. Let's slide it on over to Sunday. A very good game. Tennessee gets out early on, on Baltimore, but Baltimore shows a lot of grit, holds tough on defense, comes back. Lamar Jackson gets his first playoff win, and Baltimore is moving on to the next round, taking care of the Titans from Tennessee. No shocker there. Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears would end up getting getting all the betters hopes or 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 getting them riled up because with that two point conversion they could have actually covered the spread on that last second touchdown. But the Saints take care of business. I mean, early and often they were up this entire game wire to wire. So we'll see what happens next weekend for them. And then of course the game of the night, the shocker of the century, the Browns. Not only do they win, but they start the game off going up 28 to nothing. I, I couldn't imagine being Christopher Platt watching that game. He said the whole night that the Steelers would come back and score their points, and that they did. They just never really made it close enough, though. Browns looked excellent despite all the controversy, all the things they had to overcome during the week, losing players, not having their head coach at the game, not being able to practice till I believe, Saturday, which is just crazy. So the fact that they came out and did the job, we talked about Russell Wilson earlier not getting the job done. Ben Roethlisberger, four picks. I mean, the turnovers are going to crush you, especially in the playoffs. Could it have been Big Ben's last game? I don't know. Could it have been Phil Rivers' last game? Philip Rivers' last game. Frank Reich said he told his general manager, I want Philip Rivers to be the quarterback of my offense next year. I think Philip Rivers wants to keep playing. Do they have a better option? Probably not. Does Ben Roethlisberger keep playing? That's another question. That's some off-the-field stuff to kind of see what comes out this week and see what happens there. So those are the games that happened this weekend. Excellent Super Wildcard weekend. First time ever, six playoff games, one weekend. I absolutely loved it. To be honest with you, I would keep the extra playoff team moving forward. It, it just makes things more interesting the last week of the season. You you totally reward the top seed, right? And you have to you have to be the top seed. Before it was like, well, I really don't care. I get the bye week. I get the home game. If I'm the two, not a big deal. Now it's, well, you don't get the bye week. You get the home games, but you don't get the bye week. So that number one seed is even more important. It, it, it gives you more meaningful games the last week of the season because if you flip it down to the other end, talking about the seventh seed, you have more teams involved in whether or not they're going to be able to clinch that last spot. I liked it. 
I like the last two weeks of NFL football. I can't wait for this next week of NFL football. The weekend is my favorite weekend, as always, because they're never... I mean, Super Wildcard Weekend might take it over now, but the Divisional Playoff Weekend. Four games. The winners all will go on to play for a shot to go to the Super Bowl. And and that's that's awesome. I mean, you may get to a Super Bowl in your in, in the in the profession you've chosen of football with a chance to win a championship. There's a lot of cities, there's a lot of fans, there's a lot of players and coaches that are thinking Lombardi right now. Let's go over the matchups and let's talk about who's elite in each of these matchups. I was hoping that my Green Bay Packers would end up getting the first game so that I could get it out of the way. I didn't have to wait all weekend for my team to play. The only bad thing about that is if your team loses, then you kind of sours you for the rest of the weekend. But hopefully that won't happen here to me. Obviously, Green Bay Packers, who's elite? Well, one big thing for the Green Bay Packers is they ended up losing the best left tackle in all of football, David Bakhtiari. I mean, it's proven statistically, and it's the opinion of a large majority of analysts. Okay, so that's not going to help. Luckily, they're deep enough on that side. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is elite. Obviously, Devontae Adams is elite. I would say Jair Alexander is elite, the corner in the secondary for the Packers as well. So we're talking about skill positions on offense and a lockdown corner on defense. That's elite to me for the Green Bay Packers. The Rams, I don't see anything elite on offense. I see them having a very good collection of receivers. But on defense, you got Jalen Ramsey, you have Aaron Donald. That defense is elite. So once again, we talk about the best of the best being left and why they're there. The Packers are where they are because they have enough on defense to make them championship quality because their offense is just superb. Now you look at the Rams, it's kind of the opposite. Their defense is excellent, and they just got to find a way for Jared Goff, Mr. Turnover himself, to not give the ball away to the other team. Packers are minus 7. The over-under is 46. Boy, oh boy. I, 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 right now, I would, if, I, would, I would probably take the Packers, give the points, and take the under. Saturday night. The Baltimore Ravens and the Buffalo Bills. I expect a lot of hard hitting, a lot of yards to be earned. You know, I, Baltimore is a very good team. They can get after the quarterback, so it would behoove Buffalo to come up with a scheme to be able to rush the ball a little bit to keep those guys from just pinning their ears back and coming after Josh Allen, right? Baltimore, on the other hand, they're going to have to deal with a defense that's very versatile in Buffalo, very fast, and maybe Lamar Jackson can find. Hollywood Brown down the field. Maybe he can get Andrews open down the seam a little bit more. Maybe he can get a few dump-offs to Dobbins and Edwards in the flats and get a little bit better passing game going. Obviously, Lamar is going to do what Lamar does, and he should. He should run the ball. He should take advantage of that whenever he can. Let's see what uh, Buffalo Bills' front line can do against the very good young running back in J.K. Dobbins. So I'm looking forward to an excellent game there. Over-under 50, Buffalo minus 2.5. I would have to go with Buffalo on the under here. I think there's going to be a little bit of defense being played on Saturday in both of these games, and I'm going to take the home home teams to give the points as well. Sunday, Cleveland Brown fans, you are in the second round of the playoffs. Are you kidding me? Going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here they come. Good luck, fans. Good luck, Cleveland fans. You're going to need to turn that ball over like you did in Pittsburgh to beat these Kansas City Chiefs because... 
you might very well be up 28 to nothing on Patrick Mahomes, but he is not Ben Roethlisberger. He will come back on your ass from down 58 to nothing. That might be a little exaggeration, but Cleveland Browns fans know what I'm talking about. Tennessee Titan fans from last year know what I'm talking about. It should be interesting. I really hope this is a good game, and I'm not trying to insult Cleveland Browns fans. I'm not trying to insult the team of, of Cleveland, the, the Browns. I, I've seen great teams get embarrassed by Patrick Mahomes. Let's hope that doesn't happen. I, I, I would love to see Cleveland beat Kansas City. Nonetheless, Kansas City is a rightful 10-point favorite. The over-under is 56. Kansas City might put 56 up on their own. I'm going Kansas City to give the points, and I'm taking the over. Now, the last game of the weekend, 86 years of quarterbacks will be starting. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, the eldest of elder statesmen in the league, two Hall of Famers, for sure. Two of the best of all time. Two boats, if you will. No? Boat? Nobody? Anybody? Okay, we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. <laughs> now, New Orleans has been able to take care of business against Tampa Bay twice this year. I mean, if you go back and look at these games that they played against each other, it hasn't been that long. Well, it has been that long. I'm sorry, excuse me. The first week of the season... 34-23 Saints victory, and then you go back to week nine of drubbing of the Buccaneers. So maybe this Buccaneers team is a little bit different. You do have Antonio Brown showing what he can do right now, and that's the thing. He's elite. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady, 40 touchdowns at 43. He's elite. The Saints, who's elite over there? Definitely Michael Thomas. Definitely Cameron Jordan. Now, I would argue Drew Brees. Some maybe say he's not elite anymore. Well, I can tell you this. He may not be as elite as he once was, but he can be as elite once as he ever was. So watch for that this weekend. It's interesting. I do believe that both two, one and two seeds have made the conference championship the last few years. So I'm looking for that to come to fruition again. I think the ones and twos will advance. I see New Orleans taking care of business against Tampa in a very close game. They're given three. The over-under is 51.5. I see a shootout here. Um, if we go back to that Kansas City-Cleveland game, I got so wrapped up, I was happy for Cleveland fans. Cleveland's elite part of them is their running game in tandem when you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and then Miles Garrett on the other side. And then Kansas City, I mean, Kelsey, Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, <laughs> uh, Tyrone Mathow on the other side. There's a couple other good, good, very good players on the other side. So... Watch for the play of the elite players this weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Soak up the au jus. And, and football fans, if your team's still left, enjoy it. Enjoy being into it. Enjoy being lost in it. Enjoy being nervous. Because whether you keep winning or whether you lose this next weekend, it'll, over, it'll be over before you know it. So as one of my favorite sportscasters, Steve Zabin, would say, soak up the au jus that is the playoffs. Take that... Take that piece of, of, of bread and just get it in that great sauce that is provided, that rich and flavorful sauce that is NFL playoff football. I know I'm looking forward to it. I know I'm going to be nervous as hell as a Packer fan, but it comes with the territory. I'd rather be excited than not be worried about it at all. Folks, real briefly, going to take a commercial, going to come back with a couple quick thoughts before we head on over and get Rob on wrestling here to end your chair shot radio morning i appreciate you getting up i appreciate you tuning in we'll be right back
Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Two Chair Shot Radio, PC Tunny here. Head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Check out our selection of Chair Shot t-shirts. Pick one up for yourself today. I just want to uh, touch on a couple of subjects here. Um, Non-sports related. Not a sports fan, huh? I am, but we don't have to talk sports all the time. So let's get into that entertainment aspect of our umbrella, which we are, you know, hiding beneath the umbrella of sports entertainment and sports entertainment to infect and invade your earballs. I don't know. I, I think earballs is funny. Oh, my earballs. I don't know how well that's going to come across, but I don't have the sound like DP does. So shout out to Ralph Wiggum and DP at the same time. WandaVision. Marvel, it's their attempt. It's what they're going to do for a sitcom. Because from what I've heard talking with Patrick O'Dowd and, and things I've read and Dave Ungar is that this is really going to be a sitcom. And, and they're going to release the first two episodes Friday, Disney+. Plus, and it sounds like it's eight episodes, and they're going to release one every week. It's going to be a half hour. So I'm really interested to see what it's going to be about, uh, like or how they're going to do it. I know what it's about. If you don't know what it's about, go to Disney+. Plus Right now, they do have, it's called Marvel Legends. They have like a six, seven-minute recap on the character and the backstory of Wanda Maximoff and Vision. It'll let you know how Vision was created, what Vision is, what their relationship is, and how Wanda Maximoff came to be as powerful as she is and, and, and her backstory as well and why this is so interesting. Check out the trailer for WandaVision as well. I mean, folks, just give it a whirl. I know a lot of people that have watched a lot of different things from Marvel, from DC, from the Star Wars uh, pantheon, and gone out of their comfort level, their comfort zone for viewing, and, and checked out some of these things. They're doing amazing work, storytelling. And in addition, the characters that they bring in and the backstories that they have, and the people that are playing these roles are doing a phenomenal job. So I am super excited for WandaVision this Friday, Disney+. Plus. Make sure you're going to check that out. We're going to be reviewing that on Bandwagon Nerds, so make sure you're checking out Bandwagon Nerds as well. Make sure you listen to Bandwagon Nerds today. Um... We did talk about some of the unfortunate events at the Capitol this past week, but we did also get into some entertainment things as well on the bandwagon nerd side. So make sure you check that out today. Tomorrow, Greg DeMarco will be here for Chair Shot Radio. And Wednesday, make sure you check out the Greg DeMarco show as well. 
Hopefully you enjoyed DWI this past week and Pot is War. I do believe we're going to have a three-man weave this week. We're going to get a little bit more in-depth on that NFL playoff conversation, maybe touch on some NBA basketball in addition. I know at some point we do want to get together with Patrick O'Dowd, talk some college basketball. He is a huge college sports fan, so shout out to him. Um, right now, last thoughts for me right after this. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Boy, folks, if I would have told you a year ago that Adam Pierce was going to be in the main event of the Royal Rumble fighting Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship, you probably would have called the men in the white jackets. But let me tell you something, folks. This is awesome. This is so awesome. I am such an Adam Pierce fan. And not just because of the people that I work with as far as podcasting and wrestling website wise and and the the high opinion that they have of him as well it's because I've seen Adam Pierce wrestle I mean the guy was born just down the road in Lake Forest Illinois he won the heavyweight title for mid-american wrestling and Great Lakes Championship wrestling so I am well aware of Adam Pierce who he is and what he's capable of now if you're not I highly suggest you go to thechairshot.com. Read Greg DeMarco's article about Adam Pierce. Go back and listen to some of the interviews Adam Pierce has had on the Greg DeMarco show. I'm, I'm hoping I can prod Greg if he hasn't already had the idea to roll out maybe a, an old flashback interview with Adam Pierce this week, considering the events and what's going forward. Storyline wise, taking away the fact that I know of Adam Pierce and have grown up around where Adam Pierce cut his teeth in the wrestling business. It's a great story. It's something new. It's something different. I mean, uh, like I said, it's so unexpected. It's a new avenue. You know, you get tired of the same matchups and the same everything, and it's why they probably have the separate brands and they shuffle it up all the time. This is something that's totally out of the ordinary, totally off the wall. I really like it. I don't expect Adam Pierce to win the title here. But to me, to sum it up, it's at the top of the list of the ideas for things they could have done for Roman Reigns to defend his title at the Royal Rumble. Not at the bottom of the list. Folks, my name is PC Tunney. Check out all those shows and more right there on the Chairshot.com. Chairshot Radio Network, it's there for you. Tons of great articles, opinion articles, uh, results, ratings, things of that nature. If you need to know what's happening and you want to know how well it did, head over to the Chairshot.com. We got sports, we got sports entertainment. We got entertainment. We got all of it, right? I said it wrong, but don't worry about it. I came up with it. It's okay. I can say it wrong. <laughs> Follow me at PC Tunney. Make sure you stick around right now. Rob on wrestling. He's going to go over that very gauntlet match in which Adam Pierce was in, and he's going to give his opinion on should Jay White stay or go. Folks, I want to thank you once again for tuning in to another episode with PC Tunney on Chairshot Radio. Stick around for Rob on Wrestling. I've enjoyed it. Have a great Monday.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thecheshire.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thecheshire.com. All right, everybody. Uh, welcome again to week number two of the new Chair Shot Radio. I'm Rob Bonnet, and you've heard me and seen me all over Chairshot Radio, of course, and I'm back here for another week, and thank you for listening last week when we made our big return, and thank you for sticking with us, and also, while you are, while I got you here, let me interest you in the (coughs) the Chairshot Radio, or Chairshot section on Pro Wrestling Tees. We have several you know, t-shirts there. You know, Save Tag Team Wrestling, Jesus Did the Job, Baron Corbin Sucks, and many others. So you go to Pro Wrestling Tees and look, uh, look us up there and find some of our fine products. <laughs> so this week, got a few things to run through here. I'm not going to keep you as long as I did last week, but... I do got a couple things to get through here. Uh, there was a gauntlet match on SmackDown. The uh, rumor flying around about you know Switchblade Jay White possibly coming to WWE, and maybe I have a little surprise for you also that I'll save to the end. <laughs> but anyway, <coughs> been a pretty strong week. As far as what's going on out there, we had a great match on Raw to close things out, to close out the Raw Legends night. Uh, Keith Lee, Drew McIntyre. I mean, that was a the match of the year candidate. And for those of y'all who were all stressed out because you know Vince had Keith go back to the PC, well, had him go back there to do that, obviously because they had this big match on tap and they wanted him to be ready for it and he was it was a great match again match of the year candidate and then <coughs> Wednesday we had another really great match well for me the match of the night Wednesday was the uh, last woman standing between Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez that was excellent you should go check that out and then there was a rematch between Kyle O'Reilly and Finn. And you know, for me, I liked the first one better. Although, like the first one is probably going to go down in the seemed like a great idea at the time Hall of Fame, <laughs> seeing as how they had essentially what was a shoot fight with a. <coughs> Where just where the ending was the only thing that was predetermined, and they both ended up, you know, busted up and 
missing time after that. But it was still a great match, though. And I, look, I think it was better than the one they had Wednesday. I mean, the Wednesday night match was good, but I think that the one from Takeover was, was great, despite the uh, <laughs> ill-advised choice of shooting. <coughs> and then, so SmackDown, we close it out with this week. Oh, I'm sorry. Before I get to SmackDown, uh, the MLW had. Which you, I guess what you could probably call like a, the, the equivalent of like a, a Clash of the Champion type of thing where or a special episode kind of thing. And uh, Leo Rush is now the MLW middleweight champion. He beat Myron Reed. They had a good match. Good to see Leo, you know, back in the swing of things again. You know, look, I don't think he'll be back in WWE, um, but... <clears throat> MLW is a good spot for him. ACH is there also. It's on, it's on their YouTube channel already. You definitely, I recommend go checking that out. Oh, and of course, um, Wrestle Kingdom was this week. No, I haven't watched a bunch. I haven't watched much of New Japan. I haven't watched really any New Japan really since. They're not on Access TV anymore. But apparently they announced they will be back on TV in the United States sometime in the future. So that's good. Because uh, yeah, I miss being able to watch that. And I have, no, I have not subscribed for New Japan World because they need to get an app. Okay. Um, okay, they do. All right. I'm not, I'm not trying to fool around the damn website. They need to get an app for, you know, PlayStation Network or, you know. But you can download on, you know, Android at the app, at the app store, okay? <coughs> Stop being lazy, Bushy Road, okay? Get that together. But anyway, so Cody, Cody Bushy is the double champ, IWGP double champ now. And they really need to, look, the double champ thing needs to end, all right? Like, it was nice last year because, you know, there was a whole kind of mini tournament around that and the Intercontinental Champion and the Heavyweight Champion were in the tournament, you know, so, I mean, it was a nice little thing. But now, the whole double champ thing, it's only existing now for the for the visual of one guy holding up two belts. So they either need to just shut down the Intercontinental title or split, you know, break it away <clears throat> right now as it is, you got well, the double champ title has basically you know, a little small circle of people that actually have a chance of winning it. And that's Ibushi, Naito, Okada, you know, Jay White, Tanahashi, well, I mean, Evil did win last year, which, you know, shocker. Not in a good way either, but I sincerely doubt that he will ever touch that heavyweight title ever again. But that's it. And uh, well, Sonata stepped up to challenge Ibushi at the end of the show. And what's well, another thing? They either, like, at some point, they got to either, look, you either got to poop or get off the pot with Sonata, right? He, he's been, like, the next 
big star for a few years now and you know 2019 like there were real signs that he was about to get you know that that he would be next on deck they had him you know he did really well in the g1 in 2019 and you know beat okada during the tournament And now, I mean, COVID actually obviously threw everything off in 2020. So, <clears throat> he beat Evil at Wrestle Kingdom. And then he challenged Ibushi. So now, looks like maybe they're finally going to pull the trigger. But if not, I mean... You know, he's getting to be Lex Luger now. All right, where, you know, he's next, he's next, he's next. They get him close, but then they, you know, then they, then they, they back off, right? I mean, and he's like 31, 32 years old right now is the time. Now, and now if he's just not good enough to have, you know, the kind of main event matches that they want at the, you know, New Japan. Well, then... Okay, then that's all the more reason to split off the Intercontinental title so he can get some elevation and then be at the about the level that they think he should be at if they don't believe he's main event level. But they need to stop. I mean, they need to stop with the teasing. And... It's a put up or shut up time with Sonata. Right? Either you think he's good enough to be in that top tier or you don't. <clears throat> right? Just, you know, choose. Okay? <laughs> I mean, and like I said, that, that's all the more reason to split off the Intercontinental title because there are going to be guys who are almost main event, but not quite. And that means you can put them in the main event match, but they're not going to walk out with the title. Okay, if that's what Sonata is, then you need to have something other than for him to just, you know, be teased to the audience forever. So splitting off the Intercontinental title would be perfect for that. And that's why, that's just one reason why I think they should do it. And now, on the SmackDown. And I'm going to get to SmackDown after the break here. But... So, I'll, just last thing on New Japan. Okay, so John Moxley, still the U.S. champion, cut a promo, basically he's, you know, he's coming. And uh, the, the U.S. title thing has just been a disaster. You know, both you know because of COVID and because you know AEW will not let Moxley you know defend the title. On TV, which you know puts a wrench in any type of TV plans New Japan has for the United States. So at this point, look, he needs to drop the title. I mean, I mean, look, you know, it, on paper it was it was a good idea. Before AEW happened, on paper it was a really good idea, but now it isn't, and now. It just needs to go to somebody who can be there and who can actually defend the title on TV. And that ain't him. 
but we'll see where things go. And of course, then the last big question come out of Wrestle Kingdom is what's going to happen with Jay White? I will get to that later in the show. So what I'm going to do now, we're going to take a break and I'm going to talk about what went down on SmackDown because it was a big deal and also I have a kind of a opinion for one of the, the takes that I saw on, on Twitter about how the main event went last night. So, so we will be right back and then we will get to that. TheChairShot.com Always use your head. Alright, as promised, we'll talk Smackdown here. Alright, so they had the gauntlet match. That was the big thing from SmackDown this week. And it was to decide who was going to get a title shot against Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. Right, so they had they announced five people. Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke Nakamura, Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, and Rey Mysterio. Right, so out of that group, I had Rey Mysterio winning. But there was, there was a little wrinkle they added to it. Uh, you know, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman got Adam Pierce <laughs> put in the match. So, I mean, obviously the intent was to for them to have Adam, you know, Adam Pierce win so that Roman can get an easy opponent for the Royal Rumble. And the question was just, okay, well, how are we going to get there? And the answer was very pleasantly surprising because, look, I mean, Shinsuke has been on the, look, eight minutes and good night program for the last couple of years, you know, with a few exceptions. So it was a, it was a very pleasant surprise that he was the one who ran the gauntlet. He came in like, I think second. Well, I'm sorry, Ray and Sammy were the first two. And then Shinsuke came in after Sammy got eliminated. And then he went the rest of the way. And, you know, he, he, he dug back in to the archive and he pulled everything out and it was great. And he did a great job. He reminded us of all of what he used to be, basically, or what he, or what he was able to do on a regular basis before. Right? And look, I'm not one of those people that's you know, mad on the internet because... You know, he's mostly on the eight minutes and good night program. You know, I see it for what it is. I mean, he's a guy who got just shit kicked out of him in New Japan all those years. He did not come here to, you know, go out there every week and work, you know, Wrestle Kingdom or G1 kind of matches. Okay, he didn't come here for that. Right, uh, you know. And you know, for my money, you know, he gets more out of the, you know, the eight minutes in good night from him is often more enta- more entertaining than, you know, your work rate favorites, you know. So, you know, as long as he, you know, turns the clock back every now and then, I'm good with it. And he did that last night, right? Or... But, of course, the ending led some people to be complaining on the internet. 
And that's because he runs the gauntlet, gets to the end. Adam Pierce comes out. And then Roman and Jay beat the hell out of him. So that Adam, so that Adam Pierce gets, ultimately gets the win. And you know, I saw one account on Twitter saying, well, that was unnecessary because they could have just had Shinsuke win the gauntlet and then they do the match in the Royal Rumble. And do y'all do y'all do this on purpose? And I'm really starting to think that well, I'm not starting to think. I really do think that a lot of these people on the internet do this stuff on purpose. Because this is basic wrestling booking 101. Is that you build something up and you get people excited for it. And then the you know the, the mean evil bad guys come and snatch it away. And that's what happened here. Right? I mean, you know, they surprised us with Shinsuke's performance. They built it up and he kept going and he kept going. And we got all happy. We got all excited. And we're like, yay, Shinsuke, he's doing it again. All right. And then, you know, we started thinking, about, oh, that's what, man. And if he gets the match with Roman, then, you know, he's going to he's gonna come to work that night and it's going to be great. And then, of course, Roman and Jay came out there to take that away from us. I mean, that's, look, that that is such a huge part of wrestling heel work is kind of waiting for us to get all excited about the idea of something or the possibility of something and then just walking out, strolling out there and taking it from us, right? I mean, that's at least half of wrestling heel work, okay, is taking something from us or keeping us from getting something as fans. All right. So if you were if you were mad, if you were mad last night at the way the match ended, then that's what was supposed to happen. You're supposed to be mad because the whole point of all of this is not, you know, to have the great match, right? I mean, matches are part of the story; they're not the story. All right, they're not. The shows don't exist just for the purpose of having matches. Right, the shows exist to tell stories along the way with characters and all of that stuff. And that's what they did. You know, look, look, you know, our man Ray Cash here, part of, you know, part of the Chair Shot family, once said, like, do y'all want stories or do y'all just want stuff to happen? And a whole lot of y'all just want stuff to happen. Y'all just want the match to be made and then the match to happen. Right? Y'all just want the person you think is deserving to, quote unquote, get the title. Or you want them to put the belt on them without any type of journey or character arc or whatever. Right? And, you know, I mean, it goes on with basically anybody who wrestling Twitter thinks is deserving they just want them to you know put the belt on them and you know put them on TV so they can have great matches without any type of anything you know no story no twists and turns no ups and downs no nothing 
And that's just not how it works. Because, you know, if they did it that way, you know what would happen? You wouldn't watch. Because you'd be bored. Okay? Or you'd go look up the, you know, well, I'll, you'd probably just go watch the matches on YouTube later or something. And that's not how this works. Okay? To keep people interested in everything, you got to have the twists and turns and all of that stuff. The things that trigger emotional responses. And I'm preaching, to, I'm preaching to the choir here. But sometimes you got to do that. Because sometimes somebody in the choir ain't doing what they're supposed to be doing. In this case, this, you know. And I'll just say what it is, fan-sided DDT, all right? And I'll, I'll say their name because, like, they're not one of the worst people out there. They actually do have a lot of good stuff. But in this case, this is one of those instances where you just got to look at it and say that they're being willfully obtuse. All right. I mean, you're not supposed to be happy at every finish or with everything that happens on the show. Sometimes you're supposed to get irritated. Sometimes you're supposed to get mad. All right. I mean, a lot of y'all older fans like me come on Twitter every day and talk about how we are wanting those old feelings back. Well, some of those feelings are like anger and frustration and being irritated. Those are feelings also. And those are the feelings that they have to go for sometimes. Because if they just went for making you happy, you'd stop watching. Right, because only being happy with something all the time doesn't keep people around. Not when you're looking for drama. Okay, so again, you know, wrestling Twitter, some things are just booking 101. And if you've been watching for 20 years, you should be able to recognize it. Okay, and if you if you can't recognize it after twenty years, then I have to think either you weren't paying attention, or again you're being willfully obtuse in order to stir things up on the internet. But anyway, that's enough of that. Okay, it was a great match. If you haven't seen it, you should go watch it. And with that, take another little break, and then I will finish up on the topic of one Jay White. The Switchblade. <laughs> Be right back. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right. So, um, the, the big rumor this week was about none other than the Switchblade, Jay White. Because you know, he lost at Russell Kingdom and he did a promo saying that after was it New Beginning I think either that or New Year's Dash that he was quote unquote done and you know word on the street is that his contract is up this month with New Japan so cue the speculation so you know we got story after story that WWE is interested in signing him or is making an offer or something or other. 
of that nature. Well, okay, so then basically one of two things is going on here. Either he is indeed leaving, or it's work. <laughs> right? I mean, it, it, can never rule that out. You know, because you know, he did all this in a promo that was aired on camera. Right? So, rule number one is always that if it's on camera, it's a work. So, I would still say that's the leader in the clubhouse. Is that it's a work. And that he's going to resign with New Japan. And that he will be there for, you know, some time. Now, on the other hand, I mean, he's kind of peaked there. Right? I mean, he was heavyweight champion in what, 2019. He was heavyweight champion for a couple months. Then he was Intercontinental Champion for a few months. Lost the Intercontinental title at Wrestle Kingdom last year. Okay. And then this year he won the, well, well he didn't win the G1, but he won the briefcase from Cody Bushi, which got him a title shot at this year's Wrestle Kingdom, which he lost. And now Ibushi is the double champ. And having won it from Naito, which means Naito was still in the mix. You know, Okada is Okada. He's always going to be out there. And Tanahashi ain't dead yet. And now, you know, Will Ospreay is up in the heavyweight division now. So, he's going to be in the title picture soon. And then there's, you know, the eternal tease of Sonata being in that picture. So the likelihood that Jay White wins the title again, should he stay there, has any type of meaningful run with it, um, ain't, ain't, ain't too high. And my guess is that, you know, for 2021 going forward, they're going to go back to having the longer title reigns. Right? I mean, you know, they did some more American-style title reigns last year, but, I mean, now COVID was there and just, a wrench and everything. So my guess is that they're going to return to the more traditional kind of, you know, New Japan heavyweight title reigns. So Bushi's probably going to have it for a while. Okay. Um, especially since they went through this whole, I mean, they've gone through like a whole, you know, over a year, maybe you just say two years worth of storytelling to get him to this point. I, mean, I doubt that they do that just for you know, losing it like Dominion or something, right? So anyway, so I mean, Jay White looks like he's not going. I mean, he is what he is. There, I think there really isn't any else, anything else for him to do in New Japan. Should he stay? Now, if he likes his spot and they offer him enough money and he's willing to you know, just kind of stay in that spot and hold it down for the next few years, then okay, fine. But it shouldn't surprise you. If, you. if he does move on, it shouldn't surprise you. And his positioning there would be a big reason for it. Because what else is there to do, like I said? 
So now that brings us to where should he go? And you know, I saw a bunch of people on Twitter yesterday saying that, oh, um, I hope he doesn't go to WWE. They're going to ruin him. Well, what does that mean? Right? Well, you're, I mean, and look, people worried, oh, he's going to be on, you know, he's going to be in a faction with, you know, two other guys and having, you know, tag team matches on Fridays. I mean, well, maybe. You know, I think he would do really well out of the gate in NXT. But then I saw some people saying that, well, he should skip NXT. He should go right to the main roster. Like, what? Like, nobody skips NXT. Right? Like, the only... You know, ever since, like, the kind of quote-unquote modern-day NXT became a thing... Like the only people, only person people who have skipped it were AJ Styles and Gallows and Anderson, and so I saw some people equating Jay White with AJ Styles, which is ludicrous. Right, AJ Styles had a, a ten-year career in the United States. Now he was in TNA, which at one point was doing like a million people on. What, Spike TV? Okay, pe- even people who had not seen AJ Styles had heard the name. All right, AJ Styles was not just a guy who wrestled in Japan coming to the WWE. He had a bit of a reputation in the United States already. And at one point there were you know a million people every week watching him. So he was not some totally unknown quantity. I mean, he, he was kind of like one of the people out there who a lot of folks were hoping and waiting for to come to the WWE. And him showing up at the Royal Rumble was like a culmination of that. Right? I mean, you know, like him and guys like him and Samoa Joe, you know, who, who we had heard of but hadn't seen if you didn't watch TNA or Ring of Honor. Right, I mean, but we knew the names. We knew of them. Nobody knows who Jay White is, except for people who watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, and that is like maybe 5% of the people who watch WWE. Maybe. Maybe 10%. Okay, so 90% of your audience has no idea who he is, they've never heard of him. Now, the people, you know, the people who mainly watch NXT, yeah, there are people who've heard of him. Like the same way with, you know, the Undisputed Era guys, right? I had no idea who they were, but, you know, people who prefer NXT to Raw and SmackDown and mainly watch that, along with, you know, indie wrestling and other stuff, knew who Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and all of them were, okay? And likewise, you, know, you would get the same thing with Jay White and NXT. There are people there, people who watch NXT primarily and who dabble in other companies who know who he is, and it would work there. But people who mainly watch Raw and SmackDown or who only watch Raw and SmackDown... They don't know who he is because they don't watch New Japan. 
Okay? They don't. He's, you know what, and I think he's good. I think that, you know, the character he has cultivated there in New Japan has become very good. I also have my doubts as to whether or not that character can be, can you can just be that character in the, in the WWE. Because nobody knows, nobody cares. Okay, I mean, y'all need to be realistic. Because right now, way too many of y'all have very ridiculous expectations about what he should be versus the reality of the audience he would be in front of were he to go to the main roster right away. All right, and and look, this may sound like an insult, but to people who do not watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, to people who only watch Raw or SmackDown, if you put him there, if you just put him right there, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, great value Seth Rollins. Again, again, for people who have not watched him, who have not seen him kind of establish his character, that's exactly what he would be from day one if you if you put him right on Raw or SmackDown. Discount Seth Rollins. And so a whole lot of y'all got him way overvalued. Okay. Not as an in-ring worker or whatever, but as far as, you know, how big of a thing he could be. So look, if he signs with them, he should go to NXT. Again, there are more people who watch that who know who he is. He could either, you know, he could, he could go in as the same character. Right. Um, and not have to change a whole lot. And then he he could build, and then you know he could adapt that character for you know the WWE. That's really the way to go. I mean, thinking you're going to hot shot him on the Raw or SmackDown in front of a bunch of people who have no idea who he is would be a, a disaster. So, no, y'all got to be realistic. Send that man to NXT if he signs you know, give him the time to adapt and, you know, update that character so that it fits within the WWE world. And then you can move him to Raw SmackDown, right? But right now, there's nothing about him that stands out. Okay, again, to people who do not know, he would be discount Seth Rollins. Yeah, why would you get, you know, why would you... Get real high on discount Seth Rollins when you have full price Seth Rollins right there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, seriously. So look, be realistic, folks. All right. You know, there's, there's fan bases within the fan base. And the people who watch, mainly watch Raw or SmackDown, are not watching all the stuff that you watch. And you got to keep that in mind. 
And they're looking for an entirely different thing also. They're not looking for, like, those folks are not watching because they want to see guys have, you know, 30-minute work rate matches. Okay? So keep all that in mind. So look, Jay, whatever choice you make, brother, is cool. All right, you want to, if, if, you're, if you're happy in New Japan and you're, you're good with the role that you have there and they pay you enough, by all means, stay. If you want to try WWE, get your money, you know, whatever happens, hey, um, I'm realistic enough to be good with it however it turns out for you. And look, if you do want to try AEW, more power to you. I just don't see, I don't see how he gets any further in AEW than like, say, Hangman Page is right now. But that's for me. Hey, that's me talking. Anyway, Jay, do what's best for you, brother. Don't do what's best for wrestling Twitter. All right? And, <laughs> and again, be realistic, folks, okay? Be realistic. Stop lying to yourselves about what's viable on Raw or SmackDown, and you'll be a lot better off. Anyway, that's it. That's it for this week. You guys take care of yourselves, take care of each other. Go buy Pro Wrestling Tees and buy some Chair Shop merchandise. And I will talk to you next week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.